Welcome to another week of bourbon and blood. This week we did one of my most favorite movies ever in existence, The Changeling. Here we go. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Danny. I'm Anne. And we're here to talk about The Changeling. Joseph. What year was this made, do you know? I think 1980. I actually didn't even look. Wow, what a failure. <laughs> Joseph like would know. be so mad. 1980. 1980? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Starring the lovable teddy bear of warmth and sunshine, George C. Scott. <laughs> he is quite... Quite the teddy bear. Oh, I love him. He's he so looks, good in this. He looks so haggard and tired the whole movie. I mean, his wife and daughter were just killed in front of him in a horrific car accident, and he's living in a haunted house. Yeah, I'd be fucking haggard, too. <laughs> so we start off the movie, and we have a happy family pushing a car down a snowy road. No oh, family I is know. happy. He wanted that snowy vacay, right? And they're all like, no, next time we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> Everyone's smiling, pushing the car up a snowy cliff. Do you, know, do you know what mood I wouldn't be in if I had to push our fucking car in a, a snowy mood. mountainside? A good one. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a very foul mood. More so, foul if I was hit <laughs> by an asshole who doesn't know how to fucking drive in the snow? Seriously, snowplow mm. and guy. I don't even know how that happened. So, what's our dude's name? Our main dude? Um, John. John. <laughs> John goes to a phone booth to call, you know, for help because their cars broke down. I mean, AAA. I would something like something like something that. Something like that. Whatever they had in fucking nineteen eighty. As he sees what's going down, all I could think of was Anchorman. Like, I'm in a glass case of emotion. Oh, my God. He totally was. He was banging on the glass. He could see what was happening. That fucking car was going to hit with that snowplow, which, uh, can I say, was going much too fast. Slow your roll, everyone. It's snowy. Be careful. It's shitty out. No need to drive fast. I mean, right now it's not snowy out. You never know when there's going to be a precious mom and daughter playing in front of their station wagon. They were just trying to have a nice snowball fight. So anyways. Four months later. A few months later. He's a composer or some kind of music professor. I don't know. Something fancy with a piano. (laughs) And he decides to go rent a home in Seattle, Portland, somewhere. Seattle, because you see the tower all the time. Yeah, Seattle. And uh, so he rents this quaint little (laughs) (laughs) estate, cozy (laughs) mansion. Oh, just kidding. It's a giant compound. How much do you think the rent was? I mean, in 1980. Well, I mean, nobody wanted to live there because it was haunted AF. I know. It's going to make me mad, though. How much do you think he paid? Probably like $500. And he was like, all right. Like, begrudgingly was like, okay. We get introduced. I can do 500. Oh, God. We get introduced to Mr. Tuttle. What's your thoughts on Mr. Tuttle? My thoughts on Mr. Tuttle, Mrs. Tuttle, Lady Tuttle, whatever. (laughs) Any Tuttles? Any fucking groundskeeper in a movie that is supposed to be somewhat scary, their last name is Tuttle. I swear to God, I'm going to do a fucking like 
thesis report on is that what it's called? Thesis? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do like a fucking TED talk on this. <laughs> like Tuttle Tuttle is the if you hire somebody to do something and they're like if you hire someone to clean your house and they come and it's a little old lady and she's like, Oh, I'm Mrs. Tuttle. You're like, No, you're not no you're fucking Matt. <laughs> no, like you're, you're not, not coming in my house, Mrs. Tuttle. Get the fuck out of here. I've seen this movie one too many times. You Tuttles are bad news bears. I really thought we were going to have more of an issue with Mr. Tuttle, but he really wasn't anything special. Yeah, like, where did he go when all this shit started happening? (laughs) Jesus Christ, he was there, like, every five seconds when he first moved in, and then, where'd you go, buddy? I expected him to be at, like, the seance with his, like, wise old man talk or something. I know, be like, oh, we haven't done one of these in 25 years. So our first, like, spookiness is our main dude, John, is playing on the piano, you know, tickling the ivories. <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> and one of the notes is not working, one of the keys. And then the door behind him shuts all slow, or opens all slowly. And He gets up, because yep. Mr. Tuttle tells him there's a package for him or something. And the key plays mm-hmm. the doom. It was a higher up. I wish I knew what key it was. I don't know. I don't and know. it's just a song he's working on that came into his head, like, when he moved in, just kind of, you know, working on this little tune he's got in his head. So Mr. Tuttle seems, fu- or not Mr. Tuttle, John seems like a good pianist and all, but as soon as he starts teaching the class, which he's there to do, I don't know, to get over. he does. He's doing like a guest lecture series or something like that. Like, he seems like a cocky pianist. He like... Comes in and everyone just knows him. I'm sorry. What'd you say? <laughs> your my notification for your guys trip came up. It's got <laughs> Danny gone, never forgotten. Oh my god! I'm going on a guys trip this weekend in a cabin in the woods with no signal. So this might be our last episode. Do you have a friend named Joseph going? Joseph. Joseph. My so. I think I'm just in the mood to buy a house soon because we're going to start looking again soon. And this house was fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so distracted the first half of the movie by, like, everything, except for the one-car garage for this mansion. You know, but when it was built, like, nobody had fucking cars. You know That's what I true. mean? Like, And if you had a car back then, it was probably the best. The bee's knees. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, so a garage was, I think, mostly for, like, storage shit or your, like, fucking buggy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this will fit two buggies in ya. All right, the, we have, he wakes up every day at 6 a.m., most annoying alarm clock ever, to moaning and gongs, or, it wasn't gongs, it was just, like, like heavy banging. banging, but, like, so loud. It was, it I would not have assumed that was pipes. I would have definitely assumed it was just haunted. Because that was... Yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. <coughs> you know what looks cool? Yeah. I know it's not cool. It's bad for your health. But smoking a cigarette while you play the piano looks fucking cool. My God. It just bothered me the whole time. Really? I'm like, what do you... Like, you're recording yourself right now. Like, why are you recording with a cigarette that's, like, almost done burning? Put it out before you... Press record, buddy. Like, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. I guess he's that's why he's the professional and I'm not, though. So, he I smokes know? every moment he gets in this movie. It was 1980, baby. Everybody smoked. I remember, I remember when I was little at Oakland Mall. 
I remember people smoking at, at the mall. Like, I remember ash, the ashtrays. They were those big, round, like, with a stone, kind of. Like, the very fine pebbles, like, grouted together. <laughs> they were, like, those kind of ashtrays. When did smoking become illegal in restaurants? Mm, Do I don't remember. I feel like... It was after high school. Yeah, because I feel like I went to Denny's a few times when you could still smoke there in a smoking section mm-hmm. and drink coffee like a cool kid. Oh, my gosh. That's what all the cool kids did. Um, oh, when the door opens and he was playing piano, I said, I mean, you're going to love this, but I was like, looks like our composer's in some real treble. Oh, my God. I had to throw in Here one music trouble. joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> one terrible. I could keep going. Oh, oh. But I won't. I mean, if you want to, you can. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't. Oh, so what's what's her name? The sweet lady that runs the store. Not runs, well, but she, works. Yeah. Um, 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 Kathy. Right? No. Joyce? Trish, jo- Claire, Joyce, Claire, Claire, oh, who we was so played close. by I don't know how to say her last name, Trish Van Devere, who was married to George C. Scott in real life, and they were in like eight movies together. That's insane. That's a cute little couple. I really like her voice. She enunciates everything very nicely, and she has a lovely tone. Like she'd be nice to like read some bedtime stories. I really want more of her storyline because her mom was fucking nuts. For the few moments well, we got to meet her. I mean, I don't know if her mom was nuts. I think they just had one of those, like, weird mother-daughter, like, they were super close. Like, she probably lived with her mom She did, because at the end, they were at the same oh, house. Oh, that's right, because mom came down in those sweet red jammies. <laughs> I was like, yes, whatever your fucking name is. When John first meets her, yeah, her mom... She's got some like intense makeup on. It was at the. They were at the symphony. Oh yeah, the symphony. Everyone was dressed to the nines. So she comes in and starts going through John's stuff and finds his daughter's Kathy's ball, of all things to keep, like just a rubber ball. Well, I know, but he they they showed like a memory of it. Did they? I might have missed that. Oh, were you not paying attention to the changeling? I was paying attention wow. very intently. Wow. No, they should. When, uh, before he moved, when the housekeeper was like bringing in a box to the apartment that he was packing up, and like the ball fell out, but it showed like when his daughter came in the doorway one day and threw it at him. I like, do remember they, that. And he was like, Oh, my sweet daughter. <laughs> I'm living the life. I think we were talking about how. He had a bunch of people over playing with him, and we didn't know if it was people he hired or his students, but it was like a serious jam session. Like, these guys were into it. And I've been in bands and did practices at houses. This looked way more fun than I that. will tell you, uh, in the credits, it said music students. Yes! Good so, job. I'm glad you student. caught that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he comes home another time, and all the faucets in the house are just going... Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for like copyrights, I would show you this, but it sounded there was weird groaning or slobbering or weird noises along with the faucets. It sounded like when Slimer was flying around in the hotel in the first Ghostbuster movie. Hmm. Do you not? I should have pointed it out in the movie. You would have been like, oh, maybe. Yeah, I probably would have been like, oh, I see why you're saying that. <laughs> when I was, uh, when I watched this movie, 
it was on uh, VHS, obviously. And uh, it was like, because I watched it so much, like it got a little off the sound. So that particular scene when he's like, he finds a hidden doorway, by the way. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he <laughs> finds a hidden doorway to find out where all the fucking banging is coming from. And uh, so he's like busting this lock and with a hammer and he's doing it like in tune with the banging of like the sounds that he's hearing. The ones that wake him up as <laughs> But six. like the sound and the visual were off by like <laughs> a fraction of a second. So like he would hit it. And, and then the sound would come, and then he would hit it, and then the sound would come. Like it was always very. It was Joseph. Joseph. So after a game of water tag, where <laughs> he shuts off a faucet, and then another faucet in the house starts, and then he, they just keep going around the house doing that. For and you're a minute. like, "Fuck, Joseph! Do you know how expensive water bills are? God damn it!" Well, think about the electricity. Find a in that cheaper house. prank to get my attention. <laughs> Knock it off, Joey. If you saw, I know it was a vision and it freaked him out, but if you saw a small boy in a a puddle of water. On a a bathtub? Yes. Why could I not think of that? I don't know. He like backs out like little Mike from Twin Peaks, like slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you not go in and try to help? It's a vision. I get that. Because he knows it's a vision. Still. He had a vision of love. Still. Uh, What am I? Are you? Are you saying you would not leave the room that you saw the creepy thing that you know is a vision occur? Like you wouldn't leave that room? I you would try to say to- I would try to save it, but I would probably run. I wouldn't walk out like little Mike, but I would run. Well, you know what? George C. Scott is just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would- you know what I would love is a hidden room. In any house we find, mm, I I would have to approve of it. Like, <laughs> well, I, you can't approve of it. We don't well, know it's there. What if you find like a fucking Amityville horror, or is that what that movie? Then I'll movie? sleep yeah. on the couch with an axe and talk to myself. Oh, we don't need that. You do that already. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He doesn't, guys. Don't worry. That's right. You say that. It's a knife. He sleeps with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like how it becomes kind of like a ghost copyright infringement story where, like, he wrote the story, then the ghost is playing it in the music box, and it's like, that's my song. He's pissed off at first. Oh, yeah. So he goes in the secret room, and he finds a little kid wheelchair. Oh, because, like, oh, this is how he even found the secret room. It was because he was outside, and, like, a window broke outward and he was like what the fuck and it was red glass and he's like there's no fucking red windows in my house what god the hell? damn it he wasn't saying that I, it was just me swearing <laughs> i swear all the time but he they looked up 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 and he was like oh that's like the attic window what the what i've never and, been in that yeah, room so he goes finds the room little kid wheelchair uh um the music box yeah and so the little kid wheelchair. It's like the very old timey scary ones. I went to this antique store. Not and you an- found not one? Antique. It was just like this secondhand like room. Gigantic. <laughs> that sounds creepy. Gigantic building filled with stuff. And there were like no joke, like 
five of those just sitting in a corner and I was like, oh, Joseph. Like, Can no. we get one if we get a big enough house for it? No, we're not getting a Joseph chair. Just, just, just no. hear me out. I'm No, no. <laughs> I don't want a Joseph chair. Joseph. Those, no. those definitely look like they do not help anyone. <laughs> you know what I just say to that? You want a Joseph chair? No, Sif. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sif, Joseph. Uh, that was... That was a good. Danny joke. That was good. So I win. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a competition. So he goes anyway. on a ghost crusade to figure out the story. He knows you know, something's going on. Oh, by the way, there's also an old ass senator. <laughs> senator. Oh, he's just a decrepit old white man, and he's a Republican, and ugh, man alive. Rich, man alive. rich AF, just a dick. He's a dick. So Anyways. He's searching, and you know what I fucking love that he starts using? A classic microfiche. Oh my god, they are so frustrating. How and cool would annoying. it be to, like, what if I, what if I came home with one one day? First, I, all I remember about microfiche, because we had to, like, learn how to use it, it just made me angry. Like, all I remember about microfiche is, like, feeling rage about not, just not being able to. I feel like you would fucking love it. Think about looking through, like, old serial killer, like, like. I understand. Okay, listen, I understand that. I would rather just look through the actual physical paper. The dials, the n- <laughs> that kind of shit does not work well with me. Like, I do not function well with knobs and dials and like, oh, no, no, no. Maybe it's because you got to play with one and you hated it because I've never even got to use one mm-hmm. before, but I think they're cool. Oh, God, no, no. Joseph. What else do I got? Oh, the ghost plays catch where he drops the ball down the stairs. Slowly. Joseph does. Joseph does. And then John's like, fuck this shit. Well, because John knows he put the ball in like a certain spot. Yeah, it was in his desk, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it came down the stairs and he was like, huh? <laughs> and then he goes and throws it in the river. And then Joseph brings it back because Joseph's a good boy. Yep. Who's a good boy? He comes home and he's like, whew, glad that's over with. And then it comes down the stairs again. Oh, no, Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Joseph, I got rid of this. (laughs) So John's like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm going to do a seance. Let's get into the seance. Oh, yes. The best part of any movie ever made. This is like. One of the, my top scenes <laughs> ever. I love it so, 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 so much. So our first off, my first <laughs> note is our medium's a real mouth breather. Because before she even starts, hey, she's, she's just getting into it. She's just sitting there going. <sighs> and I thought it was maybe Joseph, but no, it's just her breathing. She's getting into it. <laughs> also, I feel like it was maybe it was just my eyes. But the first scene when she's playing with the pencil before we get a close up, it looks like she's holding the eraser down and the pencil parts up, but that could have just been me. <laughs> so she's one of these uh, mediums that just like, write like the scribble. Yeah. She scribble scribbles medium. and then like words come out of it and her husband reads what she writes. So what do you think is the most effective medium way of communicating? Mm, 
Out of all the ones you've seen in movies, as we've never... Well, I mean, I guess just direct, like, speaking through a medium, like Whoopi Goldberg does, like, in <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> I think speaking directly into a pot I'm throwing is how I... Sp- <laughs> what is the... The haunting of the house in Connecticut, or some—you know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. That one has one of my one of my favorite medium uh, seances when it's like the goo is coming out, or the whatever the fuck that is, ghosts. The ectoplasm. Ectoplasm's coming out of his mouth. Yeah. They used the, cheesecloth to do that back in the day. Oh. That's how they faked everybody out. The second part of the seance. Uh, was actually the first version of Cones of Dunshire, where there's a giant cone in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They do do the cone. But her, so they like are recording the questions and she's asking, she's like, we feel your presence. What is your name? Did you die in this house? How did you die? And then he, he like later on, I mean, she's going crazy and writing all these answers down. But then after everyone leaves, after this big, terrifying, scary, spooky event, he plays the recording back on one of those old-ass so cool. tape players. I, like big not, old chunky levers you have to hit oh to go God. back and forth. And like, when it rewinds, it's like... <laughs> it's so great. It like has the power up and down. Oh, it's so awesome. Anyway... <laughs> He's playing it back, and he's listening to it, and, oh, what does he hear? Answers to the (laughs) questions being asked. Are you the child who died in the cold car accident? The cold cut. Whenever she said cold cut, I thought she was saying cold cut. Like, I know it was cold car, but. Coal car. Coal car. Like coal (laughs) in a car. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, you. I'm just trying to do my stream of questions from the interview or from the seance. Do you have them? Well, no, but I just know them. She's like, "Did you die in this house?" Yes. <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> How did you die? Father, <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? What, what is in this house, or what do you need? Why Joseph? have you not passed on my medal? <laughs> the well, the well, father. Oh my god, it's so good. Joseph. It was weird because we were an hour in at this point, and I was like, Oh, so we figured out everything. I really didn't know where we were going. Uh-uh. No, there was so much more. So much more to uncover. So at the very end, he says his name, Joseph something Chamberlain. Ooh, is it Chamberlain? Yeah. My God, I didn't even think Chamberlain from Dark Crystal. Chamberlain. Now I want to talk about Dark Crystal. We'll wait till the end of the podcast for that. Anyways. um, What? Chamberlain. So, oh, what? That's the name of that old ass fucking senator. Womp, What's womp, going womp. on here? What a mess. 
history. So John calls Claire over because she needs to hear this shit, you know, as you do if you hear ghosts on a recording. And one of my favorite thoughts was Claire comes in and is freaking out, and then she just stares up at the top of the stairs, and then John comes over and is like, what the fuck's going on? And he looks up, and the wheelchair wheels up to the top of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And my thought was Joseph was like, thanks for making this house wheelchair accessible, bitches. Yeah, guys, come on. (laughs) It's 1980. Can I get a fucking ramp or something? You sons of bitches. (laughs) But then later on in the movie, that wheelchair is just fucking flying downstairs. So I guess it doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. That wheelchair, (laughs) like, defies physics. (laughs) All right, where are we at? That's why we're not getting a Joseph wheelchair. (laughs) Because that thing will just chase me around the house. You get one of those, it's fucking haunted. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you get an old one like that? Uh uh. No. No. So our, our John. Our John, in his investigations, has figured out he needs to find a well. And then he figures out he needs to go to this house. What was it? It's like so, the It was cabin. like the ranch of the Chamberlain yes. family. And then we find out about a boy in the floor, which I want to see an image of that. So this little girl has a nightmare of this boy coming out of the floor. And sure, we get to see him in the water, but I want to see a boy coming through the floorboards like, oh. It happened at the exact same time that the seance happened. And yeah, she was like, I wouldn't have even let you come into my house. But my daughter had this nightmare three nights ago when you were having the seance that you told me about. And what the fuck? You know what? I realized at this point in the movie, Anne. What? Is that I feel like the ring jacked a lot of the storyline of this movie. Ooh. Think about it. Besides the videotape, ooh, 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 a ghost ooh, ooh, of someone buried ooh, in a well underneath the house mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. tortured by family members. Mm-hmm. 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 Samara, Joseph, it. hand in hand. Come on, oh. you. Come on you. Gotcha. I really wanted, every time that the well was brought up and he found it or was in it. I want to be like, well, well, well. <laughs> like when he found the metal. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wouldn't you already be pissed that there was a well under your house that you didn't know about? Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to fucking. Like, what yeah. are you doing in that scenario? What if we buy a house and then we find out like five years later because someone comes knocking on the door that there's a fucking creepy well under our. They're like. Oh, by the way, we're conducting an investigation and there might be a 60-year-old like <laughs> body <laughs> I feel underneath like, your bedroom you know in how, a well. <laughs> you know how it takes the mom a minute to let them dig? Yeah. I feel like if anyone comes to your house saying that, you're like, dig it up! <laughs> oh my God. Find it! I would be like, find it and then burn this house <laughs> to the ground. Burn oh. it. <laughs> I like that John's playing it safe and not telling ghost stories to the cops at this point. Yeah, he is real tight-lipped. He is. <laughs> he's real good. I'm, although he's very... I like that he's, like, super open-minded that it's a fucking ghost. He's just like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> As the movie I'm go- being haunted by yeah. a ghost. Like, usually men are very... Uh, skeptical about that shit you know what i mean and he's just like no no like yeah there's a little there's a little ghost joseph 
<laughs> he gets so comfortable at when he gets back to the house. It really shines. Where I feel like when he's he like fucking a, gets pissed. He feels like a grumpy old man exorcist. He's like, God oh, damn it, bitch, Joseph! Stop slamming all the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, yeah, and then Joseph is like the sullen teenager slamming all of the doors in the house. Like, Fine, Dad, I'm gonna listen to my music as loud as I want. Though I'm gonna turn this music box up to eleven. <laughs> Stop wheeling around the house. <laughs> I hear you up there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joseph. Oh, at, at some point here, John goes and ass- not assaults, but. Oh, tries- and he gets the medal, too. Yeah, he tries to confront. Oh, they find the bones. They find yeah. the body of the boy. The bones, the body, and he goes to go confront the, the whole politician dude. Whatever. Yeah. But then the police chief gets called, and this guy was so hard for me not to make puns because his name is Dewitt. So every time, like when they were talking about after he dies, because he dies in a car crash mysteriously because of Joseph. But John said something about like, I didn't do it. And I just wanted him to say, I didn't do it. Oh, my God. I know. Just I love that name. Do it. There's many. Like, times. why did Joseph get pissed? Like, why is he getting so mad? I have a theory on that. We'll get to that. Okay. But first, I want you to tell me. And I, I hate putting you on the spot for this, but sometimes you're really good at it. <laughs> I want you to make a Zillow listing for this house. Oh, my God. Tell me the perks or what I should know about this house. Sprawling historic estate with a lovely caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> Fully furnished, almost perfectly functioning piano. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Not parentheses. Tuttle tunes. <laughs> <laughs> A little drafty. Um, yeah. Loud pipes. Never have to worry about missing your alarm at six o'clock. Full of antiques. <laughs> great for great for pickers. Great for hide and seek. Um one car garage. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, might take you 30 minutes to get down your driveway oh my god beautiful swinging chandelier (laughs) (laughs) railings that really light up the room (laughs) if you've seen the movie that's a joke that's a good joke that's a good one that's a good one house is full of spirit (laughs) (laughs) oh boy has a childlike wonder to it Lovely, Jesus. lovely attic storage space. <laughs> and wait, 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 wait. <laughs> attic space, perfect for child's playroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's, I don't know, let's skip ahead to when John goes to, again, confront the politician dude. Yeah, he's got the medal. Like, he tells the politician, I'm not trying to blackmail you. I'm just trying to tell you the story. And I just wanted to be like, John, read the room. He, like, the politician's face, he does not want to hear this story. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like, uh, this, this politician... 
knows that he's not right. Like, yeah. Right. I think he has an idea is the point. Yeah. He has an idea about it, but like, even if he knew he was like six when this happened, you know what I mean? Like he can't be blamed for any of it. And it, (sighs) Oh, real quick. Because that gets into my theory. The only other note I have about the scene is they use changeling. And I was like, oh, that's why it's called changeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they use the title. Yeah. <laughs> a changeling. It's like a like a magical creature that like takes the place of like a child. So the reason I stopped you is because I want to get into what I think the moral, the story of this whole thing is mm-hmm. is just be careful who adopts you because i feel like this politician had nothing he had nothing to do with any of this no like he was an orphan honestly it was a sad rags to riches story for him yeah like why isn't that and okay. another I mean, obviously your dad like fucking oh yeah killed his son and the dad's terrible but like all the money is your grandpa's and honestly, my next note was Joseph is kind of a jealous dick. Like he can't get revenge on his dad, so he's just torturing everybody. So he's just be like, I don't understand why he got so vengeful at the end. George yeah. C. Scott was like, "I solved your mystery, Joseph. Like you can be free." Joseph's a dick, and Joseph is like, mm, "You know what? Fuck you. Fuck Chief Dewitt. Fuck the senator. Fuck this house. I'm gonna burn <laughs> it all down. I hate every single one of you." And guess what? I'm still going to be alive in the ashes because my fucking music box is still playing. I'm a dick. The end. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Oh, we did miss that Claire Joseph. had a super awesome, intense chase scene by the wheelchair. Oh, my God. It that was, was awesome. I mean, she like got thrown down the stairs because it was chasing her. So like, whenever she intensely. got to stairs, like because it's four or three or four Three stories. Four, because she went up into the attic part. Whenever it got stairs, I'm like, oh, good, you're safe, girl. No, that wheelchair came flying down. Well, what I didn't understand is why don't you just go in one of the many rooms with doors to, yeah. your, to your side and, like, just shut the door? <laughs> Maybe I would survive a horror movie because I would just be like, hmm, that looks like a bad idea. I'm not going to do that thing. <laughs> or, hmm, why don't I do this easy, simple thing that seems very common sense? And then I'll then I'll live. So that was the changeling. Hey, stop it, fucker! Sorry, Oliver is attacking my feet. You were doing so good this whole podcast, Oliver. That hurt. Oh, there were. What kind of uh, trivia did you learn? What's oh. something I should know? Uh, I well, it's most impressive thing. Well, too, Martin Scorsese has said that this is on his like top eleven favorite like horror scary movies. And this is based on a actual home and like really yeah a similar type of events that happen, but it's possibly been obviously like debunked a bit. The house no longer exists, but it was like a similar type of story, not with like a famous senator or anything, but like yeah, you know, little doppelganger situation in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. I'll say. I loved it. Yeah. I loved this movie. I've watched this movie so much. I first saw it when I was like 12, and I just have loved it. It's slow. It's slow. 
And I think it's not super scary, but like it's good though. It's really good. I love it. And you tried showing me this before, and I don't think I was paying attention because this time, because I was taking notes, I was paying attention to everything. Loved it. It's good. Even the slow parts, I just enjoyed the way it flowed. And now I can just be like my medal. Like <laughs> and I'm I'll just understand. gonna say it all the time. Did you die in this house, Joseph? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <sighs> Will you have anything else to add about this, your favorite movie? No. I just love it so much. Oliver, stop. All right. Well, that's all we've got. Uh, that was an awesome stop! movie. Oh, my God, Kat. Oh, my God. I'm not even doing anything. Hey, quit it. He looks like a lion right now. Oh, my God. He's all right. trying to move. Let's just say goodbye. Stop. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you guys or talk mm-hmm. to you guys soon. No, See you on the next episode of Bourbon and Blood. No.